0: Uh, hello and welcome to so dot 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 talk to me it is our 52nd episode
1: 52nd that's true
0: so what does that we mean we have officially done this for a year
1: an entire year
0: Hey. behind babe. Us. that's pretty cool
1: we've actually talked in front of microphones we've actually kept
0: this going for an entire year
1: yeah and we've done really dang good i'm really with it too. really
0: surprised about that I wasn't even sure we'd make it past ten episodes. So, yeah.
1: it it's all happening. Fifty-two episodes in, and we're still doing it.
0: Talking it's in microphones.
1: Talking in microphones at our kitchen table. We haven't even like changed spots or anything like that.
0: Nope, still in the same spots. Same, Using same the same microphones. Mics. <laughs> same
1: microphone cables. Same stands. Once a week. I'm sure we have some week. new
0: listeners from. When we first started. Hello, So new thank listeners. you, listeners. Yeah. We love you guys.
1: Yeah. Hope you guys keep listening.
0: Yes, because please. Because today
1: we're going to be talking about some offensive material. What? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying that because, okay, I think I mentioned it last week or maybe it was the week before that, that I started listening to Ben Shapiro, like his daily show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it's weird to think like, I'm like all in it now (laughs) like Shapiro I was watching a bunch of videos by Stephen Crowder um who else it's
0: really interesting stuff
1: it is it is it's just funny because like this is the type of stuff so my dad grew up or I grew up excuse me uh and my dad would listen to conservative talk radio okay so it was it was kind of a thing I always just thought it was so boring
0: he passed it on to you
1: well, strangely <laughs> enough, but he had to stop because the, the people that he re, he was listening to were just like too much. Um, he, was, he was into Rush Limbaugh for a while and then he was finally just like, no, I can't take it. This guy's just a jerk. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that he realized that, but it was always just really boring to me and um, like the stuff, but okay, the other thing is that the stuff that I'm listening to, I think is not... Um, it's not like Republican talk radio, you know, like Rush Limbaugh would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it is conservative podcasts, radio, whatever. Yeah, and so, Shapiro
0: is more of a libertarian.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's very much like it can denounce Trump and still say that there's some good things that he does. While also pointing out like the inconsistent, the, pointing out the inconsistencies in both sides, you right. know. So um, while I wouldn't say that it's unbiased, I mean it's certainly both of those guys have like a um, worldview they're coming from and and political positions. What's the other and, guy's name? Which one? Stephen Crowder.
0: Yes. Yeah. Is he libertarian too?
1: I think so. I okay. haven't listened to him enough to know. Because like in, in one of the videos, he even mentioned that he was a Christian. Um, so like I'm not sure. I mean yeah, yeah I I just don't know. I don't know what that means if that means like culturally or if that right. actually means like a practicing Christian, I don't know. Ben Shapiro though, crazy thing.
0: He's an orthodox Jew.
1: Right. And every week he goes through a psalm uh on huh. his on his program. Yeah. And I'm like, "Dang, that's actually that's actually pretty cool." I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not Jewish, but to get a perspective to get a Jewish perspective on Um, the Psalms, I think is pretty cool. Even if I don't agree with it, like it's cool to get that vantage point and then see how it's fulfilled in Christ, right? So anyways, I've been listening to these guys knowing... So the fun thing to me is that I don't have to agree with them also, you know? Both of them can be kind of abrasive. And so it's like they they just, (laughs) they go too far. Mm -hmm. But like I can pick up on their argumentation, how they're saying things... It, or actually, no, that's pr- probably the Not part that I don't want to pick up. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, because they can be more aggressive and argumentative. Um, but I can pick up on the way that they construct their arguments. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. And I can agree with their argumentation. Now, the interesting thing, especially like when uh, when Crowder said that he was a Christian, um, is that their worldviews are very different than mine. You know, like my Christian biblical worldview I come from a place where you know I will unabashedly say like yes I believe these things because I'm a Christian and because God is my ultimate standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't say that they say you know let's put religion off to the side like let's not let's not address that that doesn't have any bearing on this argument. Let's let's take it strictly from a a place from like a neutral place mm-hmm. where we can argue these things. Um, so it's interesting to to see both sides. Now obviously there is a certain um, I, I, well, I guess it depends on where you fall, um, politically, because we've been talking about politics now for the past few minutes on our podcast. This is fun. Um, <laughs> it's like, if you are a theonomist, then, then maybe you can say, you know, our entire system should be based on Christianity and Christianity should be, for lack of a better term, please forgive me for using this term, privileged above other religions okay that's one position is saying that because the worship of any other god is idolatry therefore it should be illegal right there's that position and i don't hold to that position i i actually think the american system of of not of the separation of church and state in that there is no state religion the the, the state will not show partiality to any religion i actually think that's a good thing
0: well cuz it's not the state's job to evangelize. It's the Christian's job to go out and make disciples, not the government's.
1: Yes, I would agree with that, but I'm saying that there are certain sects of theonomists that would not differentiate between that.
0: I, right, say, I'm saying that that's wrong.
1: Yes. That, <laughs> so we <that's> agree.
0: Why, <laughs> so yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um <laughs> so I mean like I've I've heard people even I've talked with people who said that they don't vote because if they were to vote someone to office, then that person would have to pledge allegiance to the state. And that um, if that person were, and they would say that that is a sin to do that because you should only pledge allegiance to, to God. And so if you're saying that you will, uh, your allegiance is found in something higher, like even at a job level, your allegiance is to, is to the state hmm. um, over and against God. Then that's sinful and I can't put anyone in that sinful position. Whereas I'm like, well, I, I I would see a separation there.
0: So I guess would that be more like a, would they see it as having more of like a king situation?
1: In ter- I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking. So in terms of like that would be the best option or what?
0: Right, because that's, that's the only... That's the only way I could see that working, is if.
1: Right, yeah. I don't know what their perfect governmental structure would be, honestly. I, I didn't ask them about that.
0: One king over the nation who pledged allegiance to God. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I could see that working.
1: Yeah, well, again, I would keep church and state separated, right? So, well, like, that that's not I how wouldn't. it works
0: <laughs> in the world. That's not how it's ever really worked since the fall.
1: Generally, when so, kings say that they're you know pledge allegiance to God, it is usually a power play <laughs> more so than um, an actual. And and not to discredit like actual kings who have have worked to please the Lord. You know there are there but are they've all fallen short. Right.
0: The the thing that I've I've caught on with, and I wouldn't say all all theonomists, but with, Mm -hmm. with some theonomy, um, is that the, the goal is to basically make the kingdom here on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, so which that's not our job. Like Jesus is coming back to do that. Well, like if it's our job to go out and make disciples, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not our job to bring the kingdom. Right, that's what God is doing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I w- I would agree with you. I think that also deals with you know dealing with politics, religion. Now we're now let's talk about eschatology. <laughs> um, I think it does have to do with your eschatology because a lot yeah, of post millennials. I mean, we're all believe, middle, so right. Yeah. Right, so most post millennials would believe that yes, the world is going to get better and better. Christ's reign is going to eventually is going to come about but gradually. But I don't see
0: that in Revelation. Yeah. Well, I don't see it being better at all.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Revelation paints a pretty bleak <laughs> picture. I think. Um, I you know, not that I have everything straight about Revelation, but just that it can tend to be. Grotesque in its descriptions yeah. of what happens,
0: and I don't. Um, I don't want this to be a a bashing post millennial right. theonomist session right. because I, I. There are some things about that those positions that I do admire. Yes. which is just that Christians need to be working in the world yes. to bring others to Christ mm-hmm. and to make. And and to help our society glorify God, mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree with that. And yeah, both of those believe positions. That. Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah, I I think um, it's enviable. Uh, some of the people that I see who hold to those positions that are so missionally minded. Yes, I know that sounds like a buzzword again, a church buzzword. But I just mean like the mission of Christ on earth mm-hmm. is well, like apologia. Them. Exactly, they're post mill. Exactly. Yeah, and somewhat theonymous too, yeah, right? Some, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean and and those guys are awesome. I have learned mm-hmm. a lot from again, the way that they argue and the way that they they structure their and that's actually kind of what I was referring to back um when I talked about how um how these people that I've been listening to, these conservative uh talk show hosts um are are more like l- let's not even address religious argumentation like let's come at this from a neutral stance where i'm actually I, no I, I i would lay well, it on the table because they're trying
0: to evangelize they're right. just talking about political issues right
1: exactly That's exactly the so there yeah there's a big difference there where i yeah i would agree more with like like you mentioned apologia and the way that they do the ministry and, and talk about how politics inter mm-hmm. uh what's the word intersect with it um, so yeah, it, it, so I agree. I, I hope this doesn't sound like we're bashing anyone, um, just because we disagree because yeah, we have disagreements. And I think actually that is, that kind of brings us full circle is that, um, th- it's funny that I, 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 it's funny to me that I'm listening to these guys, um, because I don't generally follow the news outside of the briefing mm-hmm. and now like I'm getting a lot more of kind of the daily news and get to roll my eyes at the current American Um, way of doing things. I'll just put it that because everyone is messed up. (laughs) Um, But I, I, the thing about these guys is that I, it's okay that I disagree with them. You know what I mean? Like, like even these guys, I, I was telling you before we even started the podcast is like, you know, I'll be listening to it in headphones. So whenever anyone comes by at work, like I don't typically tend to have YouTube or, my podcast playing, like I would rather interact with someone personally, but um, there's also this sense of like, oh, well, if they knew what I was listening to, um, you know, they would think X, Y, Z, you know, like I I remember one time, of course, this was years ago before the whole church blew up. I remember watching sermons by um, Mark Driscoll at work. Well, and, and someone kind of walking in and being like, oh yeah, you're listening to him kind of kind of sort of like, oh the, I don't know there there was a little bit of subtext there, you know, um and I felt like I had to kind of defend myself of being like, yeah, I don't agree with everything that he says, but um I like his his emphasis on on Jesus above everything. um so and, and I feel that way, especially about like now that I'm getting into these political uh podcasts it's like I don't agree with everything that they say. Um, but I like listening to kind of the fringe argumentation or kind mm. of the the really um, almost, well, not necessarily partisan because I, I do think these guys are more, um, they don't agree with either side. You know, they're not far, uh, maybe they're far right because they're conservative, but not right in the sense of showing allegiance to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I guess I find more... Uh, I I agree with them more than either of the two major parties in the American system right now. Right. But I also disagree with the way that, yeah, they get argumentative, the way that they can present um, certain things to certain people and just. They
0: can be pretty harsh.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. The most interesting part to me is just hearing the other side Mm -hmm. and how they argue their position. I don't, you there was one you were listening to earlier today and they were talking i don't know what the I don't know what the title of it was mm-hmm. the where he was talking where they were talking about um gender fluidity basically mm-hmm. what was that was that it genders not fluid there are only one-landers? two genders Oh, okay yeah
1: so this is the series that Steven Crowder does and this is kind of what got me into him is uh if you've if you have not had the chance to see all of the lovely memes, um, it's him sitting at a little desk and it says, change my mind. So he has this series where he'll set up a you know, a recording, whatever, and he'll go to, generally it's a college campus. He'll have a provocative statement, at least in our current cultural climate. Mm-hmm. He'll have a provocative statement, like there are only two genders. Um, uh, white, no, 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 male privilege is a myth. Um, I'm pro-gun, I'm pro-life and it says change my mind. Mm -hmm. And so anyone who wants to come can come and sit with him and it's a civil discussion and it is unedited. Like he makes a point that like, I'm not going to cut this into clips and just show, you know, not, it's not going to be those YouTube videos. uh, You know, USC student gets schooled in 30 seconds, you know, nothing like that. Like Mm -hmm. it is, it is actually a civil conversation between frankly someone who knows his stuff and someone who disagrees with that. And mm-hmm. so they, they so he is actually seeking to find common ground and seeking to hear what the argumentation is. Mm-hmm. So it's actually when I saw the memes like the memes are mostly used for trolling, you know, like pineapple doesn't belong on pizza, change my mind. And it's really just to start arguments whereas I actually think these are not to start arguments, it's to actually see what people on the other side are saying Mm -hmm. obviously to to find out how to defend against those arguments and, and what, you know, what, yeah, basically just what the other side is saying. So I'd highly recommend that series anyways. um, Yeah. So this was an episode on there are only two genders. Change my mind.
0: Yes. And oh my goodness, it was, there were so many, so many emotions happening for me. (laughs) I was like, it was funny, but, it also made me really angry and it also made me really <laughs> sad just to, I mean, I think I've listened to, I mean, obviously I've just been listening to the, in the background while you've been listening to them today, but um, I guess I've just come to really realize or no, I'm not going to say that because I already knew, but just to actually like see and really hear for myself how inconsistent, how inconsistently the left argues their position. Mm -hmm. Like it's just circular and there's no like critical thinking or really logic involved. It's just all, well, this is how I feel. So this is how it has to be. It has to be right because I feel this way. Just like, but no, that's not how it works. That's not how life works. (laughs) Right. You can't just will something into existence.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I and I think that a lot of those things that you know we would disagree on, um, like this culture changing stuff, comes from a genuine place in a lot of people. Like a lot of people are, you know, have friends who identify as LGBTQ or whatever and say this person should not be discriminated against therefore no one should be able to do that and without realizing the repercussions on society that they are actually asking
0: for right which there you know, are like it's not it they think that it it doesn't affect anyone else but that person mm-hmm. but it it does it right. affects everyone around that person mm-hmm. Yeah. And if if we're going to consistently go down this road of gender fluidity and, I don't know, you can't say certain pronouns or whatever, like, that literally affects every single person in the country if you're putting those kinds of laws in the books.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it brings up a whole host of questions and, and societally how how are you enforcing these rules that you want to place on everyone? Um, but again, my yeah, my point in saying that is that I do think a lot of these things come from a place of of wanting to stand up for people, of seeing something that they deem unjust and wanting to make justice. It's just like you said, there's not that critical thinking of what does this actually mean for the entire society not just my friend, not just me, not just the way that we feel but in society as a whole Mm -hmm. like what does this mean also again as a christian my ultimate standard is god right and so when god says something's wrong yeah right then i mean our
0: our definition of justice comes from scripture
1: right right and you can make arguments of of things like especially with the lgbtq issue um you can make arguments about health you know physical and mental health. And societal arguments and things like that, I think from my point as my point of view as a Christian, I think all of that is kind of um, a sim- symptom. Is that the right word? I don't know that is that is part not even part of it. it, it is that way because God has declared it wrong. You know what I mean? So those are, so ultimately the reason it's wrong is because God says that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Now there are consequences to wrong actions and those things occur in this life. Um, And so you see things like like disease and like family structures being torn apart and and the the effect that that has on children. Um, So you can argue from a position of, well, let's take a look at what this means for our families, for our societies. Um, and make strong arguments. And again, that's that's where I like listening to these guys and the way that they form their arguments. But as a Christian, ultimately, it's it's because God says that it's wrong and I want right. to look out for my neighbor and not have my neighbor committing acts uh, and normalizing something that God says is wrong because mm-hmm. I think it's actually damaging to them right. whether they agree with that or not. So, exactly. um, and and again, I don't have any problem with saying that. And mm-hmm. being open about the fact, like, no, this is why I think it's wrong. Here's how it deals, and then going to here are the societal issues, right? Here are the family issues because I think, um, again, the, the the separation between church and state comes at a point where the state has no shows no partiality mm-hmm. uh, between religion. So if I say it's my religion that ultimately fuels my thinking but here are other reasons
0: which is actually a biblical concept not showing any partiality yeah
1: yeah, and we'll get into that later (laughs) um this yeah this is a very controversial podcast (laughs) oh my goodness um where was i going with that is is that i i don't think that the state should show any partiality to any type of religious system Mm -hmm. and therefore if i say that it is because of my religious system it is because of my beliefs um, that I'm making these arguments, then the state should not, the, the state or anyone else should not deem that as any less fitting than a humanistic worldview or a nihilistic worldview or, you know, any other type of worldview because I think the state should be impartial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, th- there's a certain amount of consistent he- consistency here that I'm going for um, when, I, when I argue um and i I don't want to be two separate people you know i don't want to argue um the my i don't want to argue my faith apart from the way that it affects the way that i view the world and live and yeah live within society so anyways so that's fun (laughs)
0: How's that for small man, talk? Oh man. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: How did we get here, man? Um, no, honestly, it's like, okay, so this is, again, inside baseball. This is another one of these weeks where we sat down. We were just like, I don't know what we're going to talk about.
0: I feel like that's every week.
1: It's It happens a lot, <laughs> I will say. I mean, like, I was even thinking of, of school stuff because, you know, that's what I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. And um, while there are some cool stuff that I've been learning in school – um it's not necessarily anything that I feel super compelled to share <laughs> if that makes sense. Like the paper that I'm I'm writing is about the uh certain law codes that were common at the time of the Exodus. So there's this um there's this what's called the Laws of Hammurabi, who is an Amorite king and it goes through like I read through what we have of these laws and so I'm comparing it to the Israelite laws found in Exodus 21 through 23. So it's interesting to compare those but like I don't know, it feels doesn't feel like it's something that we should talk about on the podcast. Does that make sense? Hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, you're way more of a nerd than I thought. Um no, I'm just kidding. I I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't seem particularly pertinent um, at this point in time. So it's funny that we're, you know, we're actually talking. And, and so what's been on my mind lately is all these controversial topics that I've been <laughs> listening to and thinking about over the past week. Um, you know, last time, last podcast, I recommended A.D. Robles. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like started it, right? I mean... He talks about some controversial things, and um, and again, I mean, I think I mentioned it last week as well. It's like, I don't agree with everything he says. Um, sometimes he can be too aggressive. Sometimes he can jump to conclusions. Um, but I'm really listening to the way that he forms his arguments, and uh, for the most part, I agree with a lot of his argumentation. Maybe just not always how he does it. Yeah. You know? Things like that. And sometimes I think he does go too far. I think he is a the- theonomist as well, so... Um, you know, there're things that I disagree with there. Anyways, um so this is just but be- I don't know, I don't know why I've been why I've fallen down this rabbit hole of like of like, huh, what is Ben Shapiro like? I've seen clips. What is his daily show like? To now like I'm listening every day. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. Um but it's it's fun. It's good to it's it's stimulating. It's mentally stimulating yeah, it and sometimes it's just funny because sometimes the things that he taught following um, I'll just say it following our current president and his the, the way that he does things <laughs> can be very funny
0: entertaining
1: yes yes because um, man it's uh, not a good thing no no not at all not at all um, it makes me glad that I did not vote for him um,
0: yeah Hillary <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> we didn't vote for her I either people. I want a woman president.
1: We need the woman's to save me. Um. No, no, definitely not. If you <laughs> haven't, if you haven't been listening long enough, we voted for a third party candidate who had no chance of winning um, because I actually believed what he said. And it yeah. felt really good too.
0: Daryl Castles.
1: Yeah. In our. Um,
0: Constitution candidate constitution party candidate yeah
1: yeah um in in previous elections i had voted for people that i did not necessarily like romney i think yeah romney was against obama at the last one i just felt like i had to take a shower after i voted for him you know it's like i don't want obama and so i'm gonna vote for romney Um, this this time around it was just i cannot vote for either of these people there's No, they're both the worst.
0: (laughs) Well, and it doesn't make sense to do that when we're not, we're not Democratic or like we're not Democrats or Republicans. So.
1: Right. But I traditionally voted for the Republican candidate.
0: Because we're pro-life.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So. Anyways, so that's our. That's our discussion on politics. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. You know, we haven't talked about yet
0: our kids Re- oh <laughs> i thought you were going to say religion Segway. but we oh. have sort of talked about religion actually um oh yeah our kids that's
1: just like the first thing we always talk about is <laughs> our our children our report on our children
0: our beautiful little children who are sleeping
1: yeah hopefully they
0: sleep well yeah they're sick
1: yeah both sick Poor down babies. with the sickness you were sick earlier this week and then you got over it
0: yes yeah but
1: they're still sick because she's cutting some teeth
0: but they obviously don't have what i had
1: no no that's <laughs> true not the same type of sickness um so yeah children yeah have you have you had a good week how's your week been it's obviously
0: you've been, been sick. it's been i mean yeah it's been I a was- week Seven days. What, Sunday through seven twenty-four hour period. Day I was hurting, but
1: well, I'm sorry.
0: But I had mastitis. That's what <laughs> I happened. was wondering
1: when you were gonna actually say it. I didn't. It, like, it felt like maybe you didn't it. really want me to, so oh, I didn't. I don't care. It's up to okay, you. I don't care
0: either. Um, but yeah, I had mastitis, and it sucks, guys. You, or women if you don't know what that is. It's when you get one of the ducts in the breast where the milk travels through, gets clogged. Mm -hmm. And it can get infected. Mm -hmm. It can swell and get feverish and cause flu symptoms and hurt really bad, so... Yeah, that's what I had, and it sucked. But it's gone now.
1: Mhm. She did not pass it on to her children.
0: They can't really get even, that. Even the one who's nursing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be really we- okay. Don't want to go down that road. Sorry, <laughs> that's a little weird. Not gonna go there. Um. Yeah. So outside of that, week was good.
0: It's. I mean,
1: that's been most of your week. I had
0: that, and then yesterday. The kids came down with a cold or virus, whatever it is. I don't know. They have fevers and runny noses and coughs. and So it's just, there's just been sickness all around this week. Every day this week has been sickness. Mm -hmm. So it definitely hasn't been the best of weeks. Yeah. It hasn't been the worst either.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> it was the worst of that's, weeks.
0: That's, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't the best. Wasn't the worst. There you go.
1: There you go. Well, cool. How about your week? Um, I, I, I feel like a broken record here, but I just feel like my week is, was, has been a blur. Um, just between school and all my other, um, I was going to say obligations. That's not true. I feel like I've been very busy is the thing, okay? So between work, when I'm at work, I'm focused on work. When I'm here at home, you know, I want to focus on you guys, my family, but also need to focus on school. Well, especially
0: since we've been sick, you've had to do some more responsibilities around the house. Yeah,
1: just a little bit. But, um, yeah, so, so there's that stuff. And then, you know, like on my days off, I'm generally trying and work on school a good amount to get it done because I need to get it done. But then like even on Saturday, we got together with our small group friends and hung out and mm-hmm. it was a great time. Um, so it's not like I'm not, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm just like doing work all the time. This is not what I'm saying, but it just feels very busy. And so it feels like it's been a blur, you know? And so that's why.
0: This week has gone by really fast.
1: Ah, wow! I'm surprised you say that with all the sickness. I think it would be more difficult.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, but th- I mean, that's 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 how I feel. It's just like. Ugh, I can't believe it's been another week already. Yeah. Um, and my responsibilities are already piling up because I've got a project at work that I'm going to be working on over the weekend. And
0: September's just going to fly by. It's crazy. Holly's going to be three before no, we know it. No,
1: that is insane. <laughs> so we started the podcast right before you turned two. That's
0: mm-hmm. crazy.
1: Man, oh man. We just had all that time on our hands. <laughs> Decided to make a podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Um I guess we don't necessarily have to get into it, but I did have another point of small talk.
0: Oh, okay. That
1: I was interested in, actually, because I didn't talk to you at length about it. Uh, And we actually probably should have talked about it last week, but whatever. So, two weeks ago, when my sister was in town, we watched a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's one that I talked about before. Mm -hmm. It's called Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman. Yeesh. Um, I talked about it before and I'm pretty sure I didn't give any spoilers because spoilers. it's it's kind of a spoiler heavy movie. I wanted to get your thoughts on it and then maybe uh maybe, you know, if need be, get into some spoilers and talk about it. Or if you don't have any thoughts, that's well, fine. We don't to have to talk of, about it.
0: Because we talked about we talked about it after we watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know how to talk about it without giving something away.
1: Okay, so then do you just want to say spoiler warning?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Because if up. we're actually going to talk about it.
1: <gasps> okay, then sorry. Before we go into spoilers, would you recommend it? Do you think it was a good movie? Um,
0: do you think it was worth a watch? Worth a watch? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think it was worth a watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to watch it again. It's just okay. not my favorite kind of movie. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was beautiful and
1: oh wow like
0: i thought it was a pretty movie yeah like it was a very pretty movie mm-hmm. um and i thought the storyline and yeah just the plot was very original yeah um which you don't see much these days right
1: right and, ah, which is frustrating that it didn't come that it was such a limited release anyways yeah. sorry
0: I thought the acting was great.
1: Hmm. Even the, uh, even the captain.
0: Well, I, th- I <laughs> felt like she was supposed to be that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, I talked about it a long time ago when I saw it in theaters. Um, I would highly recommend it. I think it was a great sci-fi movie. It's, it's yeah. I just hadn't seen a sci-fi movie of that caliber in a while. Um, and, and I'm surprised that you liked it so much because I do think it's pretty dark.
0: Well, it's like a sci-fi thriller.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't quite know what's going on, but I, I think at its heart, it was more sci, it, it touches on a lot of sci-fi concepts. Yeah. Um, and uses that to kind of like give you a mirror image of humanity. And I think that's what a lot of good sci-fi does. I would say most good sci-fi is actually making a point about humanity. Um, Even though it uses these kind of fantastical science fiction elements. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm surprised that you liked it so much just because I thought it was pretty dark, the stuff that it talked about. Well,
0: that's why I probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. That makes
0: sense. But yeah, definitely worth a one time watch.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So, if you don't want to, um, if you don't want any spoilers from here on out, it's going to be spoilers. So, skip ahead a few minutes. Uh, until we're done. <laughs> I don't know when that is.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. So, spoilers. What, uh, what about it did you, what What did you think
0: about it? Okay. Uh, I'm just, this is just kind of funny because it's not a very well-known movie. So right. I figure probably most people listening to this haven't seen it. Yeah. So I feel weird about doing spoilers okay um but i don't know how to talk about the movie without giving away right spoilers right which
1: was yeah which was very difficult for me when i would talk about it which is why i wanted to find like why i talked about it with laney and Bo is because they had seen it Mm -hmm. and i was just like no one else has seen so go see it do it so because i think it yeah it it had some some very uh it, it had a lot of different themes and i think it was a complex movie that's what i'm trying to
0: say yeah yeah, I, uh, gosh. One thing I really, really liked about it was that it left you in the dark. Mm-hmm. So, like, because I'm really, I'm usually really good at just pre- predicting yes. what's going on in, yes. in a movie or what's going to happen. Um, but this movie was so, like, original and, like, just really kept you, it, it kept going back and forth mm-hmm. and showing you different timelines. Yep. Um, so. Because
1: it starts actually at the end of the movie. Right. The opening scene is the end of the movie.
0: So, um, which I guess that is a spoiler. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. It lets you,
1: you don't know at that moment right. like, what is even going on. But I don't think it spoils anything.
0: But, um, what was I saying?
1: Jumping between different timelines.
0: Right. So you're, you don't really know what's going on during the movie. You know, Mm -hmm. you know what their goal is. Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't, yeah, you don't know what the shimmer is. You don't know what's going on. You don't know why her husband is the way that he is. You don't like, yeah. It, mm-hmm. so you're you are as lost as the characters are as the movie's going on right. which i like mm-hmm. um and so yeah that and yeah just the just just how the the contrast was with with the characters yeah um how they all had they all had something in common okay I'm just gonna have to like this is all spoiler talk okay you can talk I'm I'm finding myself trying to say things (laughs) without saying something um okay so all the characters that go into the shimmer um are basically they do it because they don't care if they die Mm -hmm. right um and because so just, they feel like they don't really have anything else to live for.
1: Right, right. And so for anyone who has listened past this point who's saying, I don't care about spoilers, I'm not going to see the movie. Just quick explanation. The Shimmer is this area. Something crash, landed on Earth, whatever. And then it caused this weird like rift, this area that's called the Shimmer that continues to grow and grow. And anything that is sent in there, like there has been different military um, groups groups that have gone into this area, the shimmer is, is basically sort of like a dome that looks really, it looks like everything's covered in oil and it's yeah. real like shimmery. It's it's weird. And the light is like reflecting all over the place. And this thing is continuing to grow and grow and grow. And so they're trying to get to the bottom of it. Like what, what crash landed at this lighthouse? What is going on? So that's yeah, what the, the lighthouse is.
0: The lighthouse is where it started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the point they're trying to get to the lighthouse to figure out what happened and how to get this thing to stop growing. Um, but all of the previous groups that have gone in have never come out, right? And so, uh, except except for one person, yes, except for one person, um, her husband. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is having uh, he's basically dying. Yeah. Because of what happened in the Shimmer, right. um, and so. His wife goes in to try to figure out what's happening to try and save him, right? Um, and it, I think, what the, you had mentioned there was a a review or something. Well, okay, mm-hmm. so I'll ju- I'll just start with this. There's a scene where. There's an intimate scene between mm-hmm. um, uh, what's her face? Natalie Portman's character um, and a co-worker mm-hmm. where they were having sex. Um, you couldn't see anything, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but you, f- you find out later that that scene, because the timelines jump around, you find out that that happened while she was still married. Mm-hmm. Um well, still they're they're married throughout the whole movie. Anyways.
1: But her husband was gone for a year right. before he came back. Right? Yeah. And she didn't know where he had gone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he shows up a year later and she's just like, What what even happened? But, and then he but immediately that, goes but to the But
0: hospital. that happened before he right. left. Right. She yes, cheated yeah. on him mm-hmm. before he left, and that's actually why he took right. that.
1: It's a pivotal part of the movie. It is a
0: pivotal part. That's actually why he took that... um, Assignment. Assignment, there you go, in the first place to go into the Shimmer because he was depressed that his wife cheated on him and he thought it was over and he didn't have anything really to live for, so he went into the Shimmer. Um, But he survived. So... and And you find this out between... But this, the similarities between his character and his wife's character, need, they both go into the Shimmer, neither one of them die. They're the only two people that have gone in there and haven't died. Everyone else that has gone in there has died. Mm-hmm. And everyone else who has gone in there went in there because they basically wanted to die. They didn't have anything else to live for. Yeah, And that, that's something that you find out as the movie goes on is that this force or whatever sort of somehow, Oh, that's, that's what it is because it can read your DNA mm-hmm. and basically like how your body's feeling, what your thoughts are. It, tra- it copies your words. Um, it knew who wanted to die and who didn't. Mm hmm. So the people who wanted to die, died. And the people who didn't, didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, so, and this is actually something I'm just realizing right now, mm-hmm. is that I think when he went in there, he at first was thinking, I have nothing to live for because my wife did this to me. But I think you, you see in a scene towards the end of the movie that he wants to fight to see her, to get back to her. So something changes in him, where he, because remember, there's that scene with the camera, mm-hmm. and he says to his duplicate, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, "Find whatever her name was." Mm-hmm. So he he didn't want to die. He wanted to get back to his wife.
1: But then, why would he have like blown himself up?
0: Because he had a duplicate,
1: right? But why would he leave it up to the duplicate? That's my...
0: I don't know. To have both worlds? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It's, yeah, I haven't figured out the entire movie.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the other thing, is that it sort of leaves you in sort of like a... What was the other movie that Inception. did that? And, yeah, in sort of an Inception feel, vibe, where you don't really know exactly what's going on at the end right like who's real and who's not
1: sort of i mean i think that's mainly just him that you're not quite sure about but i i I do think that's a that's an interesting part of the movie yeah is that but i I think it also kind of telegraphs that that's not necessarily what the movie is about like the movie brings up a lot of these themes of like oh man see this is one thing i really liked about the movie is that it does it has that one sex scene of, and it's an affair that's going on, mm-hmm. but I think it's so ingrained in the plot. You actually see her guilt throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. of that. And even like, even immediately after it happens, you see how she is just racked with guilt the entire movie.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And she's, she feels like she has to save him because of what she's done to him.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's something I don't think you see in very many movies nowadays. Like affairs are just kind of eh, whatever kind of moments. And, or, oh, it was a mistake. You know, it was a, it was a one-time mistake. You know, I'll never do it again. I can't believe you're still upset about this kind of a thing. Um, Where like, I feel, I don't know. I feel like this was much more real in Mm -hmm. that she is just completely bogged down by the guilt of her, um, of her betrayal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So... So, yeah, you know, I don't like it when there are sex scenes in movies, but I do think this one was pretty tastefully done for the most part. Um, And I think it was just such a big part of the plot that, um, and a big part of the characters. I think that's another thing is that the characters were very well done because you can see their kind of changes as well, especially, like, with the husband. Um, Because it's jumping around, you don't always know... You don't always know, like... You don't you, you don't necessarily have a good picture of who he is mm-hmm. because you only get kind of glimpses at him but you see he he is very uh he's very different in different scenes. You know, um, there's one scene in particular that he's talking with with his wife before they go to bed and you know he's kind of playful and they're making jokes and whatever. And then in the next scene it's like the next morning he's just like dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so Things like that kind of clue you into something else that's going on, you know, the way that even the way that um, Natalie Portman's character throughout the movie, um, you see, uh, yeah, just the different, because the timeline changes because she has these flashbacks, like she has these dreams Mm -hmm. about what had, what she had done. Yeah. You see
0: everything from her point of view. Yeah. Mm
1: Yeah. Um, and, and you see her character just kind of weighed down by it more and more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I, I I really like, I really like how, how the director decided to kind of do things subtly, you know, it does, it's not all in your face. You have to stop and think about it and kind Mm -hmm. of piece these things together. And, and like I said, I don't have everything about it, but the first time I watched the movie, I had to like sit and think about it, get other people's perspectives on the movie before I kind of like came to a consensus about what I thought that the movie was actually about. Mm-hmm. So I I like it a lot, even if it is about like depravity.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Cause the way definitely that
0: points out human depravity.
1: Yeah. The, the way that you talked about how, um, you know, the shimmer kind of senses like your thoughts and your feelings and your DNA and things like that. The way that they explain it is that it refracts everything inside the shimmer gets refracted back inside onto other things. Mm-hmm. So you see things like, um, like what bushes that resemble like a human form. Mm -hmm. You see like a bear that like grows vocal cords. Yeah. And yeah. And starts screaming like a human because it's mauled humans before. And so you get this this idea of like because humanity is sending in like kind of the worst pictures of humanity are Mm -hmm. these very depressed people, these people who are very aggressive because Mm -hmm. it was the military and how that gets refracted into the area that they're in as well. It kind of like subtly explains that this area is not hostile. It's only because of humanity that has introduced this type of hostility. Yeah. It's actually kind of not caring at all. It just does what it does.
0: It's just mirroring.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So, um so it uses, again, it uses those sci-fi concepts to kind of bring out mm-hmm. like what's behind this, yeah. like the humanity. And it is this. like an
0: alien yeah, yeah, it's a basically. weird alien.
1: Yeah, there's the the one scene that I I kind of thought was overblown was at the towards the end of the movie when it created the duplicate. Actually, before it created the duplicate, um, when it was the captain woman and she's like sitting there and like there's oh, the yeah. the whole like reveal of what the thing was and it's basically like this weird kaleidoscope looking weird thing that you can't even that doesn't make any sense i felt like that went on a little too long and then it was just a light and i felt like that was all kind of like whatever i don't get it it's it's over my head um but i mean i think that was the only part in the movie where i was kind of just like eh take it or leave it because again by that point it wasn't necessarily even well no i mean there, there were still some some reveals that were going on um but, I do think it kind of it kind of went to show that like it's not necessarily the plot of the movie that was the main kind of thrust of it. It was kind of these things that the movie touched on and these themes. so a lot it a lot. yeah it was good, yeah,
0: yeah, we had another topic, but we just don't have time, yeah, for it.
1: We could tease it. do you want to tease it for like five, ten minutes?
0: do you want to is that what you want to talk about in the next week?
1: I think we could put in our bag of topics in case we don't have anything else. (laughs) Um,
0: Well, we could just like recommend, recommend it to read it.
1: There you go. There you go. So recommendations rolling right along is, uh, is what is this called? It's statement on social justice and the gospel so this is why this was going to be our main topic this is why i was talking about how this podcast is so controversial <laughs> um, because there has been a lot of as the british say controversy <laughs> about this issue <laughs>
0: what controversy i've never heard that what but you?
1: oh come on you listen to that. uh the mortification of spin
0: yeah but i've never heard he him says it all
1: that. the time what's his what's his face I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Why don't I know it? Anyways, the British wow. guy, yeah it's it's how they pro, pro it's how they pronounce controversy, controversy. Carl. Carl Truman. There you go. Yes, that's the British dude. Yeah, he he says it all the time.
0: I guess I've never noticed.
1: Anyways, um, yeah, so there was a statement put out by. I mean, it was primarily so John MacArthur
0: mm-hmm. has this
1: conference he's doing right. If I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. he's putting on a conference and it is about social justice. Um, Or
0: maybe it already happened. Did it already happen? I don't think so. Okay. Because I know Daryl Harrison just recently spoke at a conference, but I think that was a wretched conference. Anyways.
1: Ah, interesting.
0: Well, it might be the same thing because I know- Doesn't Phil Johnson work with MacArthur? And I know Phil is part of Wretched. Anyways, I might be getting, Wretched might be a totally different thing. I just assumed it was the Todd Friel, Phil Johnson thing. But anyways, just continue. I'm (laughs) totally probably eating my words right now.
1: No, you're fine. I, yeah, I guess we probably should have both done more research before we decided to talk about this. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Um, but my understanding is that he's putting on some sort of a conference talking about social justice. And in my mind, this is paralleled pretty heavily to the way that he talked about um, uh, the whole like name it and claim it um, charismatic church that he did with uh, Strange Fire. Oh, yeah. When he had that conference, mm-hmm. put out the book you know talked a lot about um the the dangers of of pentecostalism that's what Mm -hmm. it is and and charismatic gifts um and so this this time around his uh his focus is on social justice because uh i i think it's directly related to what we see a lot in the modern evangelical circle circles nowadays um of focusing very heavily on social justice, yeah. So um, they put out this statement. It is just called the statement on social justice and the gospel. It does have some uh, signatories. I mean, it, it's something that you can read and sign. Um, some of the initial signatories that uh, that I tend to uh, uh, like their opinions on things are Dr. James White. Um, Daryl Harrison like you had mentioned um, Phil Johnson's on there Vodi Bauckham is on there um, and then of course John MacArthur there, there's a number of other people as well mm-hmm. but but so there are these um, well known Christian men They're, um, pastors a lot of them um, have signed this but it's a statement that um, talks about kind of the positions on social justice and and well, and the gospel, right? I mean, that's what it's called. <laughs> um, so it basically talks about the place of social justice within the life of the Christian. And I mean, pretty frankly, just says like the gospel does not, the gospel itself, you know, we've talked about the gospel being the essentials of the Christian faith, does not include social justice. Right. Obviously, as Christians, there are um, implications that the scripture has on justice within Mm -hmm. this world but elevating social justice to a place where um, to where it is equal with the gospel Um, this is what they are uh, coming out against yes right right it is heresy because because it's it's adding adding. to the gospel yeah yeah so that's primarily what this statement is about it's pretty long when you read it to me it was like 30 minutes of reading
0: well there was I was also doing stuff stuff in between (laughs) Yeah, so, it um, really doesn't take that long to read.
1: Yeah, I I would say I mean I would first of all say read it, right? Yes. Um, you did sign it.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: haven't I haven't signed it myself. Um, I I'll, I'll want to read through it again, but I imagine I end up I will end up signing it. Um, I would say first of all, read it. There's lots of people talking about it, mm-hmm. so depending on their certain persuasion. You can get a very biased view of it before you even read it. Yeah. Right. Um, and maybe, maybe I am guilty of that by saying, look at these people who've signed it. You know, James White, Daryl Harrison, um, these people. So maybe I've already poisoned the well. Um, what's the good version of poisoning the well? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I've already shown my bias here in saying that I, I do think it's good. But there are lots of people that take issue with it, you know, whether the issue is, well, these guys are a parachurch organization, and so why are they making a statement? You should only make a statement if you're a church, you know, and, and so that your church denomination, you know, whatever. Whether your issue is with that, whether your issue is with some of the wording that they use, um, or some of the concepts that they directly take aim at, you know, one of the things that they talk about. Is um, the idea of people viewing themselves as a part of an oppressive class and people viewing themselves as a part of a victimized class, mm-hmm. and has how that has no place with the gospel? Um, so it can get it, this thing can step on toes, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I it would. It
0: also talks about men's and women's roles,
1: right? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, within your your circles in the. Facebook groups that you're a part of. Some people are really upset about it because of, yeah, the, that it, it talks about that there are roles that men play and roles that women play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there are things be prepared um, to be challenged when you read it, you know? Um, but yeah.
0: it, we're not saying read it and sign it. We're just saying, just read it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just see what it says, especially if before. you agree
0: with it, then sign it if you want to, but
1: Yeah. But before I yeah, I would say just before you you jump to any conclusions about it to actually read it and not just get secondhand information right. about it. Now of course go to the people that you you know that you trust and, and get their take on it because they may mm-hmm. notice something that you didn't notice. Uh that happens to me all the freaking time <laughs> and I feel stupid. Yeah. Um
0: and for each for each portion um Cause there are like sixteen different portions to this. Um, at the bottom, they have scriptures that go along with it, so I would recommend reading nice. those as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, the statement on social justice. We may in the future just go through it because that was our plan tonight. Didn't end up happening. <laughs> um, where you, we just kind of talk about each of the yeah. each of the little portions and see what it has to say and what we agree with and what we may disagree with, which don't necessarily think. Uh, and, and what what points of clarification? Because some of the stuff that I have read about people uh, disagreeing with it, I think they it's are disagreeing.
0: It, certain things weren't said,
1: or it's their interpretation of what was said. Right. So, like, so you know, what I mentioned earlier is that it talks about people viewing themselves as part of an oppressive, an oppressor like group, a victimized group, and a victimized group, uh-huh. right? Um, that is not saying there is no one who oppresses and there are no victims. Right. That's not what it's saying. But it's saying that identifying as a part of that group is harmful within the body of
0: Christ. To well, to place that on your identity. Right. Is wrong. It's wrong. Yeah.
1: So so there are distinctions like that, um, that need to be made. And so I, so that's why, you know, we we kind of said also cuz we didn't have anything to talk about, <laughs> right? Um so that's why we've been talking for the past hour. Um and so we yeah, we just to kind of pick some of that stuff apart and some of the things that we see. Obviously, we're going to miss some stuff. Um so in the future, maybe next week, we'll pick it up. Um but I think we're I think we're good for episode 51, 52. Um, we yes, we were good 52. with episode 51 last week. <laughs> this week um so if there was anything that we said that you just think we're total idiots that we <laughs> offended you with how abrasive we are or
0: if you really appreciate and completely agree with us
1: yeah yeah that too that would be super cool uh you can email us our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com you can hit us up on twitter our handle on twitter is at so underscore talk to me. Do you have any other recommendations besides reading the statement on social justice in the gospel?
0: Um, do I? Do I? I don't know. I've been reading Hebrews lately. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Nice. I recommend reading Hebrews. It's good. Go do it.
1: Hebrews. Probably better than anything else we've recommended on this podcast, because <laughs> um, it's the Bible. Yeah, no, I, I don't have anything outside of what I've talked about either. I mean, if you're interested, Ben Shapiro, Steven Crowder, um, even if you don't agree with everything they say, it's a good time. Or or that series, what was that called? Um, Change My Mind. I'm sure if you just type in Change My Mind in YouTube, it's going to come up because this guy has like millions of followers. Um, So yeah, that, that series is interesting. Uh, And then
0: Annihilation.
1: It's a good movie. And barely anyone's seen it. (laughs) So So we just
0: ruined it it. for all of you. No!
1: But okay. All right. Well, till next week, guys. Go talk to your spouse.
0: Yeah. Do Do it. Do
1: it. Do it.